0: Welcome to the Cruciform Life Church Podcast, featuring the weekly sermons from our Sunday gathering. Please visit us online at www.cruciformlifechurch.org for more information. Ang ating pong sermon ngayon sa araw na ito ay sa Acts chapter 20. Uh, Mabasahin po natin ang verses 17 hanggang 31 uh, to give us an idea or to see the context uh, of where Paul is, is coming from sa section ito, sa kanyang ministry in Ephesus. Uh, please read with me Acts 20 verses 17 to 31. Acts 20, verse 17, from the ESV. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, justifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them, Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years, I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Tayo po'y lumapit sa Panginoon at manalangin. Aming Panginoon, just ng liwanag, kami ay po'y nagpapasalamat sa araw ng kapahingahan na ito na kami makalapit sa iyo at marinig ang iyong salita. Gabayan mo po kami, bigay mo sa ng banal na espiritu na bigyang linaw ang iyong salita. Gabayan kami ng Kung anuman ang aming maririnig sa araw na ito, ito maging beneficial sa aming mga kaluluwa at gamitin ito para sa kapurihan ng iyong pangalan. Kung aming dalangin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. So, tayo po ay nakatira sa isang bansa na that we look at Christianity uh, na parang isa lang itong Sunday event. Na isa lang 'to sa mga activities during the week. And in fact many people even call this such uh, thinking and lifestyle as a Sunday Christian. That, dapat yung title na yon wala yung in in, in in many years ago walang Sunday Christian na title because pagdating ng Sunday all over the world pagdating ng Sunday walang business walang Oras para mamalengke. Everyone was going to church. But now, as the time changes, marami sa mga including Christians after church, and I know that this is something that you'll be discussing in in your study on on the Lord's Day, but marami sa atin would go to malls would go to amusement parks right wherein if we remember if we go back on the, the command of God to keep the Sabbath day holy and pleasing to him but the whole world has shifted its understanding on this specific day but we also look at christianity for many people now na ito ay nagiging transactional Na tayo ay Christian paglinggo, pagdating lang Monday to Saturday, iba na naman tayo kung paano mamuhay. Katulad kung paano tayo sa trabaho, di ba, marami sa atin, we know that we're paid for 8 hours a day. Pagdating kong trabaho mo 9 to 6, pagdating lang 5.59, nakaabang kana magclock mag out, mag-clock mag out kana sa sa trabaho. Kasi tapos na, tapos na yung trabaho ko, uwi na ako. When we're in church, we're Christians, but when we leave church, we're back to being of the world. This is the thinking and the perspective of many professing Christians nowadays. And this is a pretty normal sight here in the Philippines, but also in the rest of the world. The problem is, not just with the regular attendee, not just with the members Sometimes, even pastors and many church leaders also think the same. Pagtapos na ang Sunday, hindi na ako pastor, or hindi na ako church leader, hindi na ako church worker, hindi na ako worship leader. The work is focused and centered only on the church gathering, on the Lord's Day activities. Of course, the highlight of our week is the Lord's Day. That's when God calls us to gather and worship Him. That's the time when we rest in God's grace and in God's presence. And exercise, this is something that Pastor Anting will be teaching you, but whenever we gather on the Sabbath, whenever we gather on the Lord's Day, we are exercising a future Sabbath that we have when Christ returns. Yun yung ina-exercise natin kapag tayo ay nagagather as a church every Lord's Day. We're, we're gathering, we're exercising that future eschatological Sabbath, eschatological rest in the presence of God, which will be happening in eternity. Kumagayun na yung daily natin when Christ returns, when He brings in the new heavens and new earth. The problem is leaving our Christianity on that day. We leave our Christianity on that Lord's Day. And many church leaders sometimes do the same as well. But we see in Scripture how the work is not limited and left within Sunday, within the corners of this church building or whichever church you are part of. In our passage today, we will see yung extension ng pulpit ministry outside the Lord's Day and outside the church building. We'll be focusing on that, that topic. And in this text, we are exhorted to because Christ rules in all of life, hindi lang siya ating Savior and King on a Sunday, because Christ rules in all of life, let us delight, In bringing the ministry to homes to build up the church of Christ. To delight in bringing the ministry to homes to build up the church of Christ. Well, primarily, this is an exhortation to the leaders of the church. As members, you also have a responsibility, and we will see that as we go through our sermon this morning. So, again, Christianity is not a transactional event. It is our whole of life, or katulad nga ng name ng ating church, is a cruciform life. Living in the, in the, in the cross, having that life of, of humility, of service. It's not just a one-time event. It's not just a part of your week. It's a whole of life. At the same time, Christianity is very relational. We see that in the covenants of God when He interacted and related with man. It is not because what, what, ano ba yung relationship ng Panginoon sa mga tao? It's always relational. And it, He showed it in form of covenants. And it, one one sign of that is when the church baptized His, when Crucifer baptized His, the infants the babies of your members. It's one sign of that covenant. Right? And this relationship, this relational Christianity, as we can see in Scripture, it shows that the ministry extends also to the homes. Hindi lang within the, whenever we gather, the ministry extends outside, particularly here, to the homes. And Paul serves as a great example regarding bringing Christ to the homes. Talking to the elders, ang kausap niya dito ay ma-elders ng sa Ephesus. He said to them, I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. Right? Is Acts 20 verse 20. And this is connected to Paul's exhortation as well. Pagdating naman sa verse 28 ng Acts 20 as well. Where he says, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which He obtained with His own blood. And today we will focus on that single practice, that pastoral visitation. Now what can we learn from Paul's ministry in Ephesus? So first one is who does pastoral visitation? Sino ba ang nagpa-perform ng pastoral visitation? Again, in Acts 20, verse 20, and verse 28, Paul calls the attention of the elders of the church or churches in Ephesus, where he reminds them how he took care of the church. He said he declared to them anything that was profitable and teaching them in public, which is public preaching and on the Lord's Day, and possibly outside, public evangelism and also from house to house. And here we see a natural extension ng kanyang pulpit ministry to the homes of the believers. But what we'd like to focus on first is who does pastoral visitation. Now first we go to, let's look at a few pages forward, First Peter 5 verses 1 to 3, which we read also a while ago. First Peter five verses one to three. Anang sabi ni Pablo ni Pedro dito. So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight. Not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. In this related passage, we learn a few things about the role of the elders, which I believe you've also gone through in your doctrinal class a few weeks or months ago. First, is that Peter is emphasizing here's that elders are shepherds again remember that elders are shepherds talking to the elders of the elect exiles in the dispersion si Peter kinumanya ang mga elders to shepherd the flock of god the word elder na ginamit niya dito or presbyteros in greek emphasizes yung character Nang office na ito. One is mature compared to the other word which is overseer or episkopos which then emphasizes naman yung responsibility and that is oversight or overseeing the people of God. In our First Peter 5 text, we see both the words elder and the verb form of overseer which we know as the office of the elder, parehas yan, yung, yung presbyteros, episkopos, the elder, and overseer, they refer to the one same office, which is the elder. However, we see a, th- a third and important word connected to these two words, expressed in Peter's command, and that is to shepherd. To shepherd the sheep. Now, what does this tell us? have seeing these three words. What does these word uh these words tell us? First, we need to understand that elders like ministers or teaching elders, or for the Presbyterians, teaching elders and ruling elders, are shepherds or rightly formed or termed pastors. We need to remember, elders are pastors. Hindi lang si Pastor Enteng ang pastor. Elders are pastors. Elders shepherd. They are not just making decisions, even though they are called ruling elders. They are not just making decisions in managing the church. They are also shepherds. Therefore, we need to understand this truth that elders are pastors too, in the sense that they are shepherds to call for or to call to care for the sheep. Of Christ. However, for many of us Christians, despite having elders, a lot would still choose to go to the pastor or to the teaching elder or the paid elder for for many churches. Maybe you think because they are better than the elders, maybe because they, they went through seminary. You think that since they went to seminary, then they are better. So I would go to them, not the elders who are appointed to oversee my my family, me and my family. Maybe, maybe they are better. But brothers and sisters, you need to understand that it is God who appointed them over you. Yes, it is you who elected them. You 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 voted for them to be in office. But everything is under God's providence and they also have been called to that office to shepherd the souls of his sheep you may have elected them in office by vote but it is God who providentially called them and chose them for the office of the elder therefore we need as members we need to trust God's plan and order that it is him who called these faithful men To office to oversee your souls. Now, this truth that elders are shepherds emphasizes the obvious as well that elders shepherd sheep. As shepherds, elders are given the responsibility to care for the sheep entrusted to them. Our text says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Members are not under the care of just the pastor or the teaching elder, or pastor enteng only. But the minister shepherds the sheep together with the ruling elders. They are not just assistants. Ang mga elders hindi lang assistants. They all have the same level. They all have the same level. Different emphasis on the responsibilities, but they're all of the same level. May walang hierarchy dito, walang boss. Pantay-pantay ang elders. Ang teaching elder at ang ruling elder, pantay-pantay ng authority. They shepherd the sheep together. They are not just assistants, but they work together. Elders are co-shepherds of the flock of God. In fact, all of them, elders, ruling elder and teaching elder, they are all under shepherds of Christ. The Bible does not teach hierarchy in the office. Walang Pope. Kaya nga tayo umalis sa Roman Catholic Church kasi walang higher position. The only authority on church is Jesus Christ. Kaya wala tayong Pope. We reject that. Wala tayong Bishop. Wala tayong Senior Pastor. Because everyone is equal in the church. Even if magkaibang church yan, the authority is the same they all are same shepherds all officers i would like to emphasize including the deacons are equal the elders are not higher than the deacons they all have the same level they have different responsibilities they have different emphases on their responsibilities Yes, the elders, the ruling elders oversee, especially to to refer to our tradition, to the continental reform, it is the the elders, and I believe also for the Presbyterians, it is the ruling elders who oversee the work of both the teaching elder or the minister and the deacons. The deacons submit to the leadership of the ruling elder, but their authority is, is the same we need to remember that hindi mas mataas elder k diakon or for many other churches parang mas may control pa si deacon sa buong church kasi sila'y may hawak ng pera it's not that all leaders are the same and even peter who is an apostle he says in verse 1 peter 5 verse 1 Sabi niya, so I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder. He puts his himself on the same level. Being as an elder, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. And this is the reason why Paul asked Titus to appoint elders, again plural, in every town. Not only to put order in church. But as an overseer and God's steward they are to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it which is summarized in Christ's words to Peter the summary ng ng sa summarize mo kung ano ang pagiging elder pagiging shepherd yung, yung sinabi ni Cristo kay Peter who is their fellow elder in 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 his letter to shepherd my sheep And the word shepherd or to tend that Christ used expresses caring for the flock and overall caring for the flock, seeking the lost sheep and protecting them from the attacks of error and falsehood. But a lot of officers or elders often forget this truth as well. As many Christians are wrongfully inclined to thinking that shepherding is just the task of the minister or pastor or teaching elder, many elders, including ministers, also think the same. That as ministers and elders think that only ministers are shepherds, pag nila na sila lang ang shepherds, sila lang dapat nagpapastor sa, sa mga members ng church, ano yung nangyayari dito? Anong nangyayari sa mga pastors? What we see is that they burn themselves and. At work, members expect ministers to do everything for them. Members expect the pastor to visit all of them in one whole, in one whole year. Probably more. And ang magiging resulta nito would be unmet expectations, unhealthy relationships. Instead of a, a joyful relationship with a a A healthy relationship between a shepherd and a sheep. By having elders not shepherding or pastoring, they are not fulfilling their main duty. This is the main duty of the elder, to shepherd. You're not fulfilling your duty if you're not shepherding and are giving a disservice to the members. You're also giving disservice uh, because you are not experiencing proper shepherding. If the elders are not shepherding, they're giving a disservice to you. Now, two years ago, December 24, uh, tumawag ako sa pamangkin ko. They live in Cavite. So, tinanong ko, ano bang, ano bang uh, handa nyo sa, sa Christmas? Anong iahanda nyo for Christmas Eve? Ang sagot niya sa akin, uh, maraming plato. Maraming plato daw yung da nila. Sabi ko ba, tinanong ko yung nanay ko, bakit bakit maraming plato? Sinang nanay ko, uh, it is dahil nilabas niya yung mga mga plato niya na ginagamit lang niya every every Christmas. Um, they do not use it on a regular day and then he washed them and uh, she washed them and they will use it for Christmas Eve. So yun yung naging uh, sagot ng pamangin ko na Puro plato daw yung nila. Now, in many churches, elders are like those plates. They are not used according to their purpose. As plates are to be used for eating, elders are called to pastor the sheep. Not only during a special occasion, hindi kapag meron lang, ay, may, may sumabog ng problema sa isang pamilya, gamitin na natin, baka may ibang elder na pwede namang kumausap. No, it should be done regularly, not when there's no one else to go to. Kapag ay hindi nga gumala si Pastor, try naman natin sa iba. No, it should be done regularly. So, therefore, as an exhortation for our first point, uh, an exhortation to your current elders, elders in training, and even those who are aspiring. To be elders, or you think you have a calling to be an elder. The exhortation is simple shepherd the sheep. Even if you're not yet in office, practice that already. Shepherd the sheep. Disciple someone, counsel them, talk to them, live life on life with them. It is your primary duty as a presbyteros and episcopos, as an elder and an overseer to oversee and care for the sheep. As for all the members of Cruciform, this is an exhortation for you as well. To acknowledge this truth that our elders, together with the minister, are your shepherds. Hindi lang si Pastor Enteng, unless gusto nyong mawala agad si Pastor Enteng sa pagod, or gusto nyo mga six months na yung sabbatical niya, Dahil sa pagod. Now, having elders as a, is a gift to the church. As Paul said to the Ephesians, they are Christ's gift to the church for its edification and building up. He says in Ephesians 4. And as shepherds, their duty is to exercise their shepherding through family visitations, reflecting Christ as a great shepherd. Um, sabi ng isang late URCNA minister, si Eric Finema, he said, Family visitation is to be viewed as Christ through His ordained representatives coming to your house so that elders and church members might together examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do not realize that Christ Jesus is in you. Unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. But this does not mean that visitation should be limited to office bearers or to elders. As a body of Christ, He has made the church a priesthood of all believers. Ibig sabihin, we all have gifts and we are all are able to minister to one another. You have been put together here at Cruciform to be able to minister to one another and use what you have, resources or gifts or skills. You may be able to use this time when you visit to pray together, to give counsel to each other, exhort, rebuke, admonish, encourage, comfort. And while the elders have been appointed to care for your souls, you also are to care for one another as many passages uh, are shown in in the New Testament. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, and many others. Now that we know that elders and ministers are together shepherds of the flock who are tasked to extend the pulpit ministries to, do, to their homes or to our homes, as Paul does house to house in Ephesus, and possibly to all his church plants. We now ask what happens during pastoral visitation. Ano bang, ano bang ginagawa or what is the intention during pastoral visitation? Now, returning to Paul's exhortation to elders in Ephesus, we read in Acts 20 verse 20 to 21, and he said, I did not shrink from declaring to you, again, anything that was profitable, and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, anong sinasabi ni Paul dito? What Paul is saying is that he, what he is doing in public ministry, he is also doing in his visitations. Giving us Paul's way of first discipleship. So, preaching the Word is the basic way of discipleship, teaching the Word of God and showing us how to live that out. So, here Paul tells us that even in his house-to-house visits, he declares what is profitable to believers. The word profitable simply means what is good or what is beneficial pertaining to their spiritual life. And this includes first catechizing or teaching, Paul makes sure that what they heard in public worship is declared and is reminded as well sa kanilang mga kabahayan. And this catechizing or teaching is not limited to formal doctrinal teaching as to how we use our catechisms. Katulad nung nasa we use a shorter catechism for kids. Diba? And it's not just that. Remember, Paul declares anything that was profitable this may include counseling, prayer, fellowship, anything that would lead and result to Christ-likeness. However, in many churches nowadays, whenever there are visits by office or elders, or kapag nilapitan na ng mga officers, or mga elders, ang mga families na mag-sabi, O, oh, mag-visit kami sa inyo, or pwede ba kami mag-visit sa inyo? Many people perceive this as Social visits truly, these visits are important, that, that it has some effect on building relationships,, social visits. It has a good impact or a great impact on building the relationship between the church leaders and the members. But we need to remember that whenever there is an elder visitation or a pastoral visitation, it is a spiritual checkup. There's time for socialization. You can schedule at, that on a different day. But if it is elder visitation, it is a spiritual checkup. Both parties should have this in mind, both the elders and the families. For it is for the benefit of the member to be guided towards Christ-likeness. This is the opportunity to share your struggles where you couldn't share during the Lord's Day. Kasi andami ring nangyayari sometimes si the also or the elders would also tend to to look at or to look after the other members and sometimes wala ding time nakakapag interact with the elder appointed for your families and in, whenever there's an, an elder visitation this is the right opportunity to share these struggles to share your problems share your your Issues when with with sin with your with your husband or wife or children as parents, diba? This is the right opportunity. It is also for the benefit of the visiting elder. Kapag ito yung mindset ng dalawang grupo, this for the benefit of the visiting elder to know your spiritual state and to identify how to best shepherd you. Paano ka nga naman? makakounsel ng maayos kung hindi mo naman ipapaalam kung anong problema mo. Now, another thing that happens during pastoral or elder visitation is evangelism. Sometimes we don't see this, but this is one of the things that happen or could should happen in elder visitation. Not only did Paul not shrink in discipleship, he also did not draw back in evangelism. He said that he did not shrink from testifying to both Jews and Gentiles or Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. He is calling even the family members whom he is visiting to repentance and faith in Christ. It is not new to us that during Paul's time, whenever the head of the family repents and believes in Christ, the whole household is also baptized. Therefore, it is possible that some of the household or members of the household have not repented, have not truly repented and believed in Christ, especially yung mga may servants pa sa kanila, sa kanilang mga families. That is why even in his home visitations, Paul was consistent in preaching the gospel to every member of the household. As he counsels and catechises, he also declares to them the hope and salvation in Jesus Christ. So to believers, it is a call to holiness and strengthening and assurance of their faith. To unbelievers, it is a call to repentance and faith. And by God's grace, salvation may come upon them as well. That is why for the Reformed churches in the past and even until now, they have put great importance on this practice on uh, pastoral visitations. Because this is one of the opportunities to witness to family members who do not know the salvation there is in Jesus Christ. May Marami tayo, may mga pamilya, especially with, who are those still living with their parents. Marami sa mga pamilya natin, yung mga magulang, most likely, ang hindi pa nakakilala sa Panginoon. Hindi sumasamit. They know that you're a Christian, but also you are having challenges on sharing the gospel to them. Now, when you have visitation, this is an opportunity to also share to them the gospel through the elders when they visit. Kabilang banda, marami sa ating mga Kristiyano do not like pastoral visitations. It is because oftentimes we think pastoral visits is an interrogation. Kumaga, binubuksan tayo. Nitignan yung hinahanapan tayo. Tingin natin hinahanapan tayo ng mali. That they think that elders are there to find fault. To look for what's wrong in the family. But it is not. Again, it is Christ visiting the homes. And again, alam na ni Kristo lahat ng pagkakamali mo. Alam na niya lahat ng dumi mo. Eh. Ano pang ikakahiya mo? If whatever that the elder thinks, it doesn't matter if you are in Christ. Your identity is in Christ. Therefore, it should not matter whatever the other people, what what, what people think. In fact, you should be more open and transparent because you know that in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So this is an opportunity for you to be more open to your elders. Christ is visiting the homes. It is a shepherd checking the health of the sheep. Pastoral visitation is bringing the comfort of Christ's finished work and exhortation to live devoted lives out of gratitude for the grace we undeservingly receive. That is why as you practice this important task or seek to practice this important task, let us look at it not as a fault-finding activity but rather the ministry of the church in building up its members until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Elders, you will be visiting as representatives of Christ to help the members live closer to the Triune God. Sabi na isang Puritan pastor would say he's the poster boy of family visitation, si Richard Baxter. He writes one half or one half hours or half an hour's practical study of the human heart in personal visit gives an impulse of 10 hours speculative meditation from books and authors. For you ministers and elders to effectively tend to the sheep of Cruciform Life Church, visiting them is necessary for as Bacter adds, by means of personal instruction, we shall come to be better acquainted with each person's spiritual state and so the better know how to watch over them. We shall know better how to preach to them and carry ourselves to them when we know their temper. We shall know better how to lament for them and to rejoice with them and to pray to them. In most of my sermons, actually majority, all of my sermons, the application is tailor-fit to the concerns of the people whom I visited. Of course we counsel, we, we we share the concerns among the elders, we share the concerns of the members. So it is it helps me better frame my sermons to target specifically the concerns, the struggles, even the issues within the within the families. And it would be better, it would also help you greatly as pastors or as elders of uh, Cruciform Life Church to better shepherd your sheep. And you as well as members to know how to best walk the Christian life as you walk together with your elders. Now, as for the members, again, during elder visits, gather Use this as an opportunity. Gather as a family and receive the elders who come to help you live closer to the triune God. Hindi yung kapag may elder visits, kayo lang yun nandyan. Tapos yung mga anak nyo hindi kasali or yung mga magulang nyo hindi kasali. Use this as an opportunity to, to invite them. Especially your children should also be there that they can share their concerns kahit na yung mga bata they also have that privilege to of the oversight of these elders appointed over them. As Paul says to the Thessalonians, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. Now, after answering who does the visitation and what happens during a visitation, The next question we ask is, in what manner should pastoral visitation be done? Or how is our relationship with with our elder be? Now, let us look at a related verse that would help us with with what the Bible teaches about the duty of elders regarding shepherding. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, verse 17, it reads, Obey your leaders and submit uh, submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for what would be of no advantage to you. And it shows us that to encourage elders, it reminds us to encourage elders to shepherd the sheep. The preacher's exhortation dito sa Hebrews 13 verse 17 imply that the members are not only not submitting to their elders, but they are making it difficult for them to do their duties as shepherds. They have been called to keep watch over their souls, but because of their behavior, elders groan and are miserable in doing their roles. This exhortation is practical for as the preacher said, an elder who is groaning and na- is not joyful in serving would be of no advantage to the church, it would be of no advantage to the sheep, to the member. Mm-hmm. Sino ba naman yung may gusto na yung leader mo? Hindi gusto yung ginagawa niya. How can they properly perform their duty of serving you if they do not like what they're doing. And yet, many of us have the tendency to think that elders, especially ministers, are our servants. Kumbaga, alila, slaves. Like slaves who would, who should obey us and provide for our needs anytime we call them. For some, because you give a lot to the church, you think that you should be served more often. Eh, marami naman akong binibigay sa church. Dapat pagsilbihan ako na church. Kapag tumawag ako, dapat nandyan sila lagi. Dapat ibigay nila kung anong gusto ko. Dapat i-preach nila kung anong gusto ko marinig. Right? But you need to remember that they are not your slaves. They are, first and foremost, your brothers and sisters. Gaganunin mo ba yung kapatid mo? Dapat sundin mo lahat ng ginagawa ko. Pagsilbihan mo ko. You don't do that to your brothers and sisters. They are. You should show love, and in fact, you should serve them, not ask to be served. Wow, there's no command in Scripture that be served. Look for a church to be served. All the commands in Scripture is serve one another, love one another, not serve me. Walang ganun sa Biblia. It is always, and one of my favorite uh, passages in Philippians is, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That is the mind of a Christian. In fact, that is the mind of Christ. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, as Paul continues. So what should be in our mind? In your, in your mind is the question, how can I help my elders fulfill their duty faithfully and joyfully? Instead of how should the elders serve me, ang nasa isip natin dapat is how can I help my elders perform their duty joyfully and faithfully? How do we do that? Pray for them. Joyfully submit to them. As much as they are in accordance with God's Word, of course, yung pag nag-command sila sa'yo or nagbigay ng counsel sa'yo na wala naman sa, or taliwas sa turo ng Biblia, doon ka mag-disobey. But if their counsel, their their instruction is from Scripture, then joyfully submit to them. And encourage them as well. Marami sa mga elders ang neglect. Marami sa officers ang nakakalimutan. Hindi na. They, 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 they feel discouraged. Though they are joyfully doing what they're doing, sometimes they feel they feel discouraged as well. So, encourage them. You know how difficult we are at times. Alam natin kung gano'n tayo kahirap bilang mga members. Gano'n katigas ulo natin. Dinuturoan ang na ng tama. Magti-disobey ka pa. Tigas pa ulo mo. ba being great sinners as we are we make the shepherd we make the lives of our not just our elders but even our fellow brothers and sisters difficult sa tigas ng ulo natin remember that while they are office bearers while they are elders yes they may be also be mature they know a lot they have great patience we need to understand they they are also brothers in the faith who needs to be encouraged? They also are sinners who oftentimes make mistakes, and they also definitely they also get tired. Now, while there are challenges in serving, there are there will be times that serving is not delightful. Now we need to remember that our feelings do not change the fact that shepherds are accountable to the great shepherd. Do we have a duty? Toward Christ. Kahit gano'n pa kahirap, kahit pa gaano ka-challenging bilang isang elder, bilang isang office bearer. As Paul teaches, whatever you do, do heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Let us not serve for the applause of men para palakpakan tayo, para purihin tayo na ibang tao. Let us not do that. Let us not work to please them. Instead, whatever you do, do heartily for the Lord and not for men. For as the preacher to the Hebrews again reminds the elders, they will have to give an account to the great shepherd, which is Jesus Christ. Many times we are like the sheep in Hebrews who make it difficult for our elders to care and watch over us. Oftentimes, generally those serving in whatever capacity have the tendency to serve to please the people. And there are times while serving others because they make it difficult for you, you become bitter and joyless in your service. Nabibitter ka na kasi parang pinapahirapan lalo yung pagserve mo. You become bitter and joyless in your service. Serving becomes a bitter task rather than to be done joyfully and out of concern and love for the sheep of Christ. I remember one... Elder uh, messaged me and asked for prayers because he said na na di discourage because he's not he thinks he's not able to perform his duty as an elder properly because of work. And I told him that the last thing that we want to do, uh, we want to happen is for you to serve to look at your duty as law. We need to remember that your duty, your service to the church as an elder, should be out of gratitude. It is a response to his call to be to that he has given you an opportunity, a great opportunity, to serve his people. So we need to remember that as well as elders, or deacons, or serving in whatever capacity that you are to do all things out of gratitude for Christ, for the grace that He has shown and bestowed upon you. Now imagine, have you ever tried, lahat naman tayo nakatawag na ng customer service, di ba? now have you ever tried calling customer service or heard of a situation where a customer calls because of an issue, tapos yung customer uh, yung ginawa lang ng customer ay paulit-ulit na sumigaw at pinapahiya yung customer service. Obviously, yung representative, yung call center agent or customer service representative, hindi siya magiging joyful sa pagsagot or resolve yung concern mo. Min- minura-mura mo na ako, nilait-lait mo na ako, tapos magiging happy pa ako. Uh, na pagsilbiyan ka being sinners of course that is the ideal response but being sinners as we are when we are ridiculed we are pagtapak-tapakan tayo light na itinatayo our natural response would not be out of joy minsan para pa natin yung yung or hindi natin i-resolve yung problema the issue will most likely not be Solved because of how the other person treated us or treated the customer service. And the same goes with us. Both sides, member and elder, will be at disadvantage and nothing will be gained if we make it difficult for each other. If we make it difficult for our elders to shepherd us, pursuing Christ's likeness will be much more difficult for us too. If elders are serving with groaning, it will be more difficult for you to do your duty and lovingly care for the souls of these sheep entrusted to you to oversee. Even the members would see this. They would see yung yung inismo. Sa sa and it will it will have a great negative effect in that shepherd sheep relationship. So therefore, as your elders, both teaching and ruling elders, as an exhortation to you, seek to serve, uh, as, as your elders seek to serve you in the coming years, you strive for the members, you strive to work together in growing in Christ and serving Christ together. Allow them, as members, allow your elders to serve you in conducting pastoral visitations in shepherding you in a loving manner. As members, it is also your duty and privilege to request for pastoral visitations. It is not only for both our benefit, but ultimately it is for Christ's glory. Let us remember that our purposes are the same, the elder and the member. The purposes are the same, serving Christ and glorifying Christ. Now, as we end, even though elders and shep- are shepherds called to care for Christ's flock, they are also sinners. Baka lang nakakalimutan nyo that they are also sinners. They will make mistakes and they will often fail to meet our expectations. That's why let us encourage them in doing their duties and submit to their care and oversight so that they may joyfully serve Christ And his church. Elders, as Peter exhorts his fellow elders, you also exercise oversight willingly as God would have you, eagerly, and being examples to the flock. Being sinners, we will disappoint each other often, but let our motivation be found in our great shepherd, the Christ who much more than visit our homes. From heaven He went down to self-centered people like us to serve and not to be served. From heaven He went down to this dark world to be the light of the world. From heaven He went down to this sinful world to be the sacrifice for sins and sinners be forgiven so that those who believe in Him will become part of God's household and forever be in His presence. Therefore, brothers and sisters, receive Christ not only in your homes by just receiving His servants, but truly receive Christ into your hearts by repenting of your sins and putting your faith in Him. Submit to His good and perfect shepherding and grow closer to Christ and together glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cruciform Life Church podcast. Check out more gospel-centered messages at www.cruciformlifechurch.org or subscribe to this podcast at Spotify.